This episode is brought to you by Jarja Media. Uh, whether you need a good CRM built for the real estate industry around the way that you actually transact business, uh, or if you need transaction coordinators uh, to help you actually run a better business without the risk of having to pay someone full time, if you need uh, marketing services or anything like that, reach out jarjamedia.com, J-A-R-J-A, M-E-D-I-A.com. Also, if you're in need of any kind of, a, of coaching or training, whether on an individual basis from a one-on-one -on -one student perspective or virtual coaching or coaching or training for your full brokerage. Uh, also, if you're looking for anybody to come out and speak at one of your events and you need someone you think is going to do a pretty good job, just check us out, guys. Go to jaredjamestoday.com. I don't think uh, that you will regret it. You are now listening to Today with Jared James. everyone, welcome to episode 34 of Today with Jared James. As always, guys, I so appreciate you listening here. If you enjoy this, please give it a review. Give it a five-star review. Uh, also, leave some kind of a review. That really helps us. Make sure you subscribe on the platform that you listen. And you know what I really appreciate is share it with someone that you think will benefit from yeah. it. Okay, that's really helpful to me. My guest today is Mr. Mark Manaha, who is a longtime friend of mine, uh, was actually, if not my first, one of my first Mm -hmm. students when I was That's coaching right. myself. Um, you know, he helps us a lot. He does some masterminds with me. He does those kinds of things. And uh, he's still a, a real estate broker uh, in Texas uh, who's doing a lot of other things as well. But Mark, you want to kind of say yeah. hello to our audience? Yeah, absolutely. Hello. <laughs> no, I, uh, it's been an incredible That is ride. a Mark answer, by the way. <laughs> All right. Hello. Hello. No, it's been an incredible ride. I, I mean, it's uh you know, I, I met with some folks yesterday here at the Advance, and, and they were just, uh, it's just so cool to see everybody continuously growing. It's so cool, isn't it? Yeah. And, and just so you know, guys, he's telling this story. We are at my advance right yeah. now. Like every year we do an event, uh, the Jared James Advance. This year it's in Nashville and it's our two day, I'm not sure if we're going to switch to a three day, but right now a two day conference where our students and followers and everybody uh, come together from all over North America and beyond. And uh, that's what he's talking about. We're yeah. shooting this kind of behind the scenes right now. For sure. Absolutely. So it's been incredible. I mean, we've, uh, just the growth, everybody's seen the growth that I've seen. Um, it, it's just been an incredible couple of years. It's so sure. cool, man. It's, yeah. um, you know, I'm looking out and I recognize so many faces in that mm -hmm. audience and that's really cool. Um, but what's been kind of like a mixture of cool, but also a little, I don't know, different for me is like I'll get tagged in posts from people on Instagram and otherwise that right. I've really had relationships with for years and I feel somewhat close to them. Like for if I sure. see them, I know them and I didn't even know they were here. Yeah. Like you just get like, I ran into you. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm like, where have you been? Have like, you been? I haven't seen you. Like, right. I haven't, whatever. And it's just, it's, it's, it's just evidence to me of just how much we're growing and there's so many things going on and whatever. Absolutely. So it's super cool on that end. But then there's another side of it that um, is kind of sad to me because, you know, you and, you, you and me, we usually get together and just kind of hang out right. the whole time or, you know. And uh, we will. We yeah. will again. Yeah, we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so today, though, what I want to talk about is, you know, you've uh, been a broker for years and, right. um, you know, as I said, you helped me a lot of times doing the masterminds and such. For sure. And, um, you know, you taught a session here on how to get started in investing. Yeah. And uh, I want to talk about that a little bit with people about how to get started investing in real estate because so many real estate people are, you know, they're in that game, but they're not really no. doing it. You know, no. they're finding properties and going, who's this for? Rather than thinking, how can I get this done myself? Right. Right. So um, really quickly, why do you think it's important? I know you do a lot of investments sure. and we'll get into that, but why do you think it's important? 
important for agents um, to be looking at real estate investments, not as something that they just sell to other people, um, but that they actually take on. Yeah, and that was one of the big things I, that I was telling you when we were talking a couple of years ago about this was that, you know, we live, we, all these realtors, we work and live in the gold mine, yeah. right? Um, the majority of rich people come from? From real estate. Real estate. And, and you've got realtors, what did, uh, Rick said yesterday, the National Association of Realtors now is like $41,000. Yeah, average, average income, average income uh, pre-tax is forty one grand. And that's before splits and before costs and everything else that they have. When you all get down to it, they're right. making, you know, 15, 20 grand. And like, why? Why is that? And, and that's the crazy thing is that you've got folks that we have access to the MLS. They know absorption rates. They know the schools. They know the crime stats. They know the neighborhoods. Yep. They know all that. They know where the good investment should be. Right. And instead, they're making whatever their commission is. They use that to find it for somebody else. That's right. Right. And so we've got all the tools. As a realtor, they have what most investors want. That's what I was telling so some true. folks yesterday is that these investors are coming to the realtors and saying, I'll pay you whatever I need to to give me MLS access, hmm. right? But we already have it and we take it for granted. That's right. Um, we go through and set up these investors on automatic searches to be able to send them great deals. And then we hope that they'll buy one of them so we can make some money. Right. But we don't and never set stop ourselves. to think, why is it worthy of them to buy? Right. Like, why is it good for them and not for us? That's right. Don't, yeah. don't you think, though, that part of the problem, and first off, let me just say this, uh, you know, one of the main reasons I have you on here is that you've actually gotten to the point now where, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but your investment side of your business has actually surpassed your real estate business. For sure. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. And you enjoy sure. it. Like, that's your, you I know? I do. And yeah. so, so I think right off the bat, I think a lot of times what holds people back, especially agents that are in it, is they don't think they can afford it. Yeah. They're not sure how they can even buy a property. Right. Um, I've got some answers to that, but what, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? So that's, and that's the biggest thing. You're right. I mean, people are worried about making that next step. I, I think it's even more, they start to think about investments and then they stop because they're like, Oh, well, I don't have 20,000 extra in the bank to spend. Right. You know, I'm looking on how I can afford a new, I CRM. need that money. Cause I don't know if right. there's going to be a, a, trans, a transaction next month. So that's even right. if I have a little extra money, I, I gotta, you know, it's a scarcity mentality. Yeah. yeah. And so, that plus there's so many unknowns that they already know. They just don't know that they know it already, mm. you know? And so I, the biggest thing that That's I That's a good point. Can you say that again? Yeah. So the then try agents, to, and I'm going to be really impressed if you can say that again. Yeah. So agents, they already know. I don't I can't even say it again. I yet. knew it. I they, knew it. Can we rewind it? No. no. They, they already know uh, what they already know. They just don't know that they know it yet. Yeah. Is that something close They already know what they need to know. That's right. They just don't know. They just they don't know, know that they already know it. That's right. So they're more concerned with the things they feel like they don't know. Right. And it's like, no, you know all you need to know. Yeah. You know? For sure. And they do. You know that you know? <laughs> they, they do. Uh, and that's the biggest thing. I think it's getting agents to understand that, number one, they're in an industry that makes more millionaires and billionaires than almost any other industry. Not uh, almost. Yeah. It does. And, and then we've got GDP, the amount of power that realtors have on Gross resale. domestic product. Right. Gross domestic. Make it sure, yeah. We have a huge percentage that real estate inf uh, affects. I mean, you don't think real estate affects the the uh, economy. Go back and look at 2008, 2009 and see what yeah. happened. Right? Yeah, it all, yeah. So, so why do you think, why do you think, so, so back to that question yeah. then, what do you say to an agent mm -hmm. who says, I'd love to, but I, I just don't feel like I can afford to get into investing? Yeah, I tell them there's multiple ways. Okay. So, Number one, absolute easiest way to do it 
is to find a partner. Right. Uh, do a joint venture. Do a partnership with somebody. You know, I told the folks before, and I always tell them, you know, we go out and do Facebook ads, and we do uh, PPC and what have you for pay-per-click, pay-per-click for buyers and sellers. Well, why don't we just do that for an investor as well? Um, and just start building up your database of potential investors. Meaning, um, meaning, I want to make sure I'm understanding right now. When you say uh, bringing on a partner, yeah. uh, when you look at a partnership, uh, partnerships, when they're done correctly, bring different things to the table, That's which is right. why the partnership is necessary. Yeah. If a partnership got together and you just bring money 50-50 and you both have all the money, whatever, what is the need of that partnership? That's right. There is more to a partnership than just bringing money. For sure. It's about you bringing something to the table the other person doesn't have. So if one person has money yeah. and you have the knowledge and the accessibility, right. isn't that the perfect ingredients? Perfect. And by the way, I'm saying this to you, that is how I started investing years yeah. ago. Right. I found somebody who was working corporate, um, who had all this money, he cashed in a lot of stock options and all this stuff. He had this sitting money. He didn't know what to do with it. He was too busy, too, you know, whatever. And uh, I actually proposed, let me control it. You give the money, we'll split everything 50-50. You just give me the autonomy to go out and make decisions, right. do what I do while you're at work and you're doing whatever. Yeah. And we started buying properties, we started flipping properties, we started, and we just split the profit. For sure. And uh, I needed it's, that in the beginning to get yeah. going. And then as I moved forward, I didn't need it anymore. But I formed a partnership. Yeah. Rather than waiting and saying, um, you know, oh, it'd be nice if. Right. You, you know, I stopped and said, how do I do it? Right. Because I mean, you already have the knowledge. That's it. You already have access to the MLS. The agents, the agents, unfortunately, don't realize that the knowledge they have is worth the weight in gold. I mean, right. it really is. And, and the average investor who's built a good relationship with a good realtor that's knowledgeable would gladly partner with Completely. the realtor. You can not only contribute the commission back. Because they the know deal. that you have the best, like you're going to take the best stuff yes. for yourself. That's right. You know, and now For you sure. have an actual hunger to go get something that's great. Yeah. Like it's it's extremely smart. So partnering with somebody, uh, that's probably the easiest thing. Hard money is another option. Hard money is one that not enough people look at. Like no. all those offers when you're losing out to other people because there was 10 other cash offers. They're not cash offers. No. They're hard money lines of credit. Yes, uh, almost that, all of them. That show up as cash that you can close in two weeks, no contingencies, That's no, right. you know, anything like that. Uh, and yet, like you said, like they're almost all. Now, there's going to be a little bit more expensive. Yeah. You're going to pay a higher there rate. You're going to pay some points. But if, if in the end, the numbers still make sense, it's a start. Yes. And that's the thing. A lot of folks say, stay away from hard money. They charge too high of interest. They yeah, charge too many points at the front at the beginning. The thing that I tell everybody is, look, if the profit margin is there in the deal, that's right. And you're going to make money that you didn't have before you that's did the exactly deal. That's exactly right. Then who cares if a partner or a hard money person makes half or whatever it is? You're making you're money. You're getting you didn't started have. and you're working towards something. It's a longer term view and rather than wait until everything's perfect, you get moving now. Yes. And you start making profits and now. And you can close in a week, 2 weeks at the very most. It's like having cash. And so that's number 2, so hard money. The other one is you go to a, a bank and you try to get a line of credit. A line of credit's gonna be less points or origination. A line of credit on your, on your home? You could or do a line of credit in general? Credit. You, if you have another rental property, you could do a cash out refi up to 80% usually on those deals. And there's, there's ways to find money almost anywhere. Um, you know, and, and I Especially if they know that they're going to get paid back based on the fact right. of what you're able to show them. I'm yeah. finding these properties. I buy them at you know whatever LTV. Right. I buy them, you know, and 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 I turn them around. And yep, because hard money doesn't base off of FICO or income right. for a realtor, which is great because most of them are 1099. Or they're looking you, at the right? deal. They're looking at the actual house. Is it a good deal? Does it make sense? 
Is your budget in line? So the, and I'm not pushing hard money here, but the cool thing about yeah, it, dude, I, I talk about it all the time. Like it's was, one of the best ways, yeah. one of the easiest and quickest ways to get in is by taking that and in the it beginning. Was, it protected me. So when I first started hard and heavy, I, I had two or three deals going at first, and then I had five deals, and then seven deals at one time, and they were all through hard money at the beginning. Yep. Um, and I made them a ton of money, but you yep. know what? I made me a lot of really That's good money That's exactly well. right, and you got started. Yeah, but the big thing with them is that they protect you because they don't only look at the deal and make so sure true. your numbers are right. They go over your budget that you submit to them and make sure. And they, they see so many of them, they know this doesn't make sense. You're yeah. missing this. You're missing they that. They told me I was too low on drywall on one of my first deals and added like six grand into the budget saved me, right? And so not only that, but then they do an appraisal on the house. So I know what I think the value is going to be worth after. But now they're repair. actually trying to protect their money. But they have an appraisal and they tell you, yes, you know, the place is worth 260 after repairs. Right. I was shooting for 250, so we're good, right? It's just so many checks and balances to protect you doing hard money. I would tell you that any new investor should, as long as they're with a reputable hard money company, that's an easy way to go. Do you do you have a number you follow, like like buy a home at 60% LTV, buy a home to 70% LTV? Do you have a number you follow? So usually if we're at 68 to 72, 73%, and explain uh, to people what that means, LTV yeah. and that kind of stuff. So, so if if we know that the home can sell for, again, say two hundred thousand yeah. for even numbers, and we're going to be at seventy percent of that, then I know that I can offer them. I'm terrible at math. You probably seventy percent of two hundred is one forty. Yeah, there you go. You already did it in your head. And so, I know that I can offer them somewhere in that one forty range based upon my repairs. So, the first couple of deals that I did, I bring contractors with me to make sure that my numbers are right, make sure So I'm you're going to go into anything. that, you're going to offer 140 on a house that you know is going to be ARV after a pair value Around of 200,000. 200. You know that it's going to take 20 grand to put into it, right? right. So and you're willing to go right. seven, what's that? Well, I was going to say we hope because that's why we take the contractor in yeah. there to make sure. Because we, the numbers need to make sense, right? That's right. And because you're a real estate agent, you're not paying those commissions unless you have to uh, uh, obviously sell it through a yeah. buyer's agent somewhere else. But now you're at 140 plus 20 is the 60. Now mm -hmm. you're at 160. Right. Now if you've got that, you know, that if you do have to pay out to another agent, you're at another five grand, right? right. You're at 165, maybe a little bit of closing cost or 170, whatever. But you're going to look at a $25,000, $30,000 profit. Right. And if you're wrong, and by the way, this is the key thing. Um, you know, with investments, you always say you don't make your money when you sell, you make your money when you buy, mm -hmm. right? That's right? And so even if you're off on your numbers and it's not really worth 2049 and it's only worth 189 right. and it's under what you were at, you're right. still protecting yourself, yeah, you, you know? And, and you gotta, you gotta uh, uh, live to fight another day. And what I tell people is, you know, so when Angie and I first started, my wife, when we first started doing investments, she, she Thank God she stayed with me because I would just invest into everything. And uh, she's like, I want a new house. I want a new house because we were living in this little crappy house forever. And I kept telling her I was going to build her one. And then I you would told spend me, the you, money. You told me that back then how she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I would spend the money on something, some other investment. But, you know, the great thing with, with, what they're, with what we did was we said, what's worst case scenario? You know, if we could live with worst case scenario, then you move forward. And so many folks get held up with the what ifs. Yeah. Well, let's figure out what that what if would be. What is worst case scenario? You, you can't pay the mortgage on the house yeah. and the, they take it back. Womp womp, no big deal. You start over again and do it. You were time. able to go there in your head and say, this is acceptable to yeah. us. And if, and if worst case scenario is not a big deal, then, then or we can handle that, then let's just go with it, right? Right. So, and the same thing with these, with the investors, with these, the agents is that 
they hold themselves back so much over all of the what ifs yeah. that if they just said, look, what's worst case scenario? And they go with it. Yeah. Right. So interesting. So, um, now we look at that process. We know where we can find money. We know, you know, and then obviously some people there's, you know, uh, not just partners, but there's people within the family yeah. they can partner with. There's whatever. Where do you find the deals? Because for the for the yeah. sake of the podcast, I really just want to hit like some major points to get people excited about the idea so they can go start researching and getting right. moving with it. Um, where do you find deals? Yeah. I just want to say one more thing about the worst case scenario. I just I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got sidetracked. But as, as a realtor, and this is what I tell all the realtors, you've got a leg up on every investor. Yeah. Because... Look how much money they can save if oh. they have to unload a property. If I had to sell a property tomorrow that I owned as a realtor, yeah. how many options do I've got? Do you know that I got my license originally because I was buying investments no. and it was to save no, on the commissions? Yeah, that makes complete sense. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Like that was that was like you know what? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna get it now just so I can keep doing this other thing, but I'm gonna you know uh, uh, I'm gonna be able to buy properties and avoid that. And I grew up in the real estate world, so yeah. I understood it. And then little by little, people started, you know, friends and family were like, well, you have your license. Why don't I just use you? Right on. Yeah. And then. It just went from there. Yeah. The rest is from there. But that's actually why. I didn't you know. know yeah. I know. I haven't really shared that with people. Like, that's not something I thought of until we're having this conversation right, right here. Um, so how do you find deals? Uh, yeah. Um, there's a whole list that I usually give to folks on where to find deals. Number one is the MLS. So true. Um, every, every agent should have multiple automatic searches set up. Dude, we are cut from the same cloth. For multiple That's exactly areas. exactly what I teach. Yeah, absolutely, because it's just, it's just so Explain easy. Explain that search. Like, are you yeah. doing, are you doing uh, save searches mm-hmm. with specific, like, description, descriptive words? Yeah. Sold as is, pre-approval sure. required, TLC, handyman special, handyman, yeah. TLC. Work needed, work, yeah, like, like, you're putting these kinds of terms in as if you were a buyer yes. so that anytime something hits, it's coming over to you. Yeah, almost all of the MLSs now allow you to do a keyword search. Yep. And so, um, sometimes it's a little tricky setting it up, and you could probably call the board if you mm-hmm. need to to find out, but... If you just do a Google search for MLS distressed properties or keyword searches, it'll pull up a list. Copy and paste it and just put it hundreds. in here. Yeah. You, yeah. So you set so that up. So anytime something comes up that has one of those words in the description, right. comes right over. Automatically alerts me. And I've changed the subject line on those automatic emails to let me know the neighborhood that it's in and the kind of search that it's set up for. Yeah. So like keywords search this neighborhood or this area. Um, if I like a certain school, like schools are big for investments. Uh, then I'll search just that school district in yeah. the MLS, and I'll search price per square foot. Yeah. Um, expires are huge. And this is one of the things that where it really started for us was that we were offering guaranteed sell programs with our listings. And the way to offer a guaranteed sell program is you've got to have an investor that's going to pick it up. You can't offer it if there's nobody that's going to buy it. Right. And so we started, again, doing marketing on Facebook and such to get leads from potential investors right. and we would tag them as an investor. And when a seller would come through and the seller would say, I need to sell or my home needs a lot of repairs or I got to sell fast or I'm on pre foreclosure, we would tag that as an investment right. opportunity and then we would connect the two. But we started offering all of our expireds the option to either get a cash offer or to list. And we were very open with them and we would show them you know, here's your net sheet. If you sell to me as cash with no closing costs, um, here's your net sheet. If we sell you at market value, sit on the market for two months or whatever we're estimating your day on market would be, uh, your closing costs, commissions, all that good stuff. Right. And I would have the two numbers side by side. 
uh, very open, very honest. A lot of these wholesalers are lying to folks and telling people all kind of crazy stories. Um, you'd be amazed, but we never did that. We were always very honest with everybody, uh, which allows them to to trust us. Yeah. Um, and people. Did always... you did you hear Ernie Graham yesterday when he was on the stage with me, and his company Homebot? They've done their research on like you know i buyers and all this kind of instant offers and all these kinds of things, yeah. and their research shows that almost one hundred percent of people, even though they won't accept it, want to see an instant they offer. They yeah. want to see it. So right. this is one way that you kind of added into your huge, your yes. actual strategy yeah. is here's how we can do this, here's how we sell a home, here's whatever, or we can do an instant offer right. where I will buy it for right. this price. Right. And if it's not you buying it, then we let them know we have a list of investors who would be happy to buy it. And that's another point too. When you're doing these, all these properties are coming across your desk. Yes, you're looking at these for you to be doing investments. You know, some yeah. of you can do a bunch at a time. Some of you can do one at a time. But you also now, when those are coming up, you do still now have the option when it's not for you. For it's sure. another source of commission to 100%. be sending that off to your list of investors that you work with. Yes, I mean right now, wholesalers and there's several really good books on that. Wholesaling has just become this like out of right field thing that just hit the market the last five years or so and it's just gotten so big and i think it'll be regulated soon because you've got so many folks that are unlicensed they have no idea what's going on in real estate they're telling their their folks that their grandma's buying the home cash and then they walk 40 investors through the house right it's just well, wholesaling, when you say it'll be regulated soon, a lot of states you already have yeah. a situation where agreements you can't assign contracts, yeah. which completely gets rid of, right. you know. So there are some states that have already started to do For that. Sure. Uh, but you're right. In some places, it is still it's the Wild crazy. West. And like, so, so once that is tampered down a little bit and you don't have every Joe Blow yeah. going out and doing that, It'll really be ripe for agents only because they've already got it set up. They're already doing it, and they have the People credibility, and they have yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's definitely. Um, so I have so many things yeah. that I'd want to cover in this regard, but to be honest, man, I think that that really kind of covers the gamut of like um, what matters for the people from an intro level, mm -hmm. you know, as far as, you know, why, you know, why is it important? Right. You know, it helps to build. Why would you only be looking for other people? Um, how do you get funded? How do you partner? How do you do that stuff? How do you find deals? It's yeah. the easiest thing in the it world. It works hand in hand with real estate because you find deals on expires for sell by owners, networking, circle prospecting, every door direct mailers. It's the exact same thing that yeah. we do for listings. And just what you're marketing for. You just got to tweak it a tiny bit and you, you've already got the infrastructure set up. Most agents already have assistants. They already have processors. I mean, you've already got the business set up. Why not just bring in a whole nother income and revenue source? Right? And that's, that's called thinking like an entrepreneur, sure. not just trying to think from paycheck to paycheck. You know, people get into real estate because they feel like they're entrepreneurial and they want to create a career, but then they treat it just like a job again. Yeah. You know, like, how do I get by? How do I get nine to five? How do I get? And like you said, they're operating within the gold mine and yet a lot of them are broke. For sure. And it's like, just look around you. Look at the opportunities around you. If you would just Huge. take some action and people dumber than you have made it work. And they say, absolutely. And they say that, you know, agents are like, well, I don't know the good deal or I won't know. But that's just crap yeah, because yeah, yeah. when you walk into a listing, you know if you want that listing or not. You know if that home's going to sell it's or not. It's their fear. It's their right? fear of messing up. It's their yeah. fear of the unknown. It's a fear of screwing up and all of a sudden they've, you know, it's all they gone. They have the knowledge. It's the, it's the, like you talked about, what's the worst case scenario. That's right. Uh, some of them aren't okay with that worst case scenario. Like, mm -hmm. you know, anything less than where they are now right. is not okay. And yet they're also acting like they want, you know, they have higher ambitions, mm -hmm. but that takes a little bit of a risk. And you don't have to do flips. You could do rentals. Yep. You don't, you don't have to go out and flip a property. If, if you got a good rental market in your area, yeah. you know, 
pick up a couple of rental properties, do a cash out refi after you get it fixed right. up and people in there and move on to the next rental property, build you up a portfolio for retirement. Yeah. No realtor should retire broke. None. That's that's so true. And the idea is that, you know, the, the role of money really is just to, it's to work. Mm-hmm. You know, when you don't put money to work, right. it gets lazy. Yeah. You know, right. when you, when you look at, um, when you look at the number of people who think that the strategy for money moving forward is still to put money in the bank, um, when the interest rates are just about the same as the inflation oh, rates, yeah. it is an absolute do waste. Like that. that is your parents' economy. Yes. That is not your economy. You will you will die broke. If That's you exactly save right. Money. The job of money is for you to put it to work. Mm-hmm. Money is an illusion. It's nothing real. I'm going to okay. talk about this in our closing today. Just it's an illusion. Just it's, it's paper with dead people. Yes. The only value it has is what we all agree that it has. But the truth is, even when I have money, it's not my money. I'm eventually going to pass it along to you to do something. Yes. And then you're going to pass along to that person to do something. It just filters around. It does. But it, unless you put it to work, it's just going to hang out with you for a little bit, and then it's going to move on. For right? sure. So, guys, do me a favor. If you if you enjoyed this, first off, Mark, uh, thank yeah, you so much, man. Like sure. that was, uh, I think that was really insightful uh, okay. in the short amount of time we just did that. Um, but if you enjoyed this, guys, you know, give it a thumbs up. Uh, you can't give it a thumbs up, but uh, leave it a great review. Great subscribe. Review. I was acting like it was YouTube or something. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, I subscribe like exactly. Share it with someone you think that would really benefit from it because I think this is one that that really, uh, honestly, will change the the outlook of of how people view their businesses and where they're going. Uh, So I appreciate you guys, as always, for listening. Thanks again, Mark. Guys, have a great day. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things that I'd like you to do. Subscribe, share this with someone you know that you think would also benefit from it. Leave a review on the platform that you're listening on. And do me a favor, go over to connectwithjared.com. Connect on all the platforms I'm on, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, all these places. Do me a favor, leave me a message. Let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. And more importantly, let me know what you'd also like to hear about moving forward. 